0: His name. Welcome to the acclaimed podcast, The Deep Dive, featuring your esteemed hosts, Andy Monitor and Drew Dinzik, powered by Betsverts.
1: welcome to the deep dive <clears throat> andy we have two more podcasts this season where we will be previewing nfl game action this is the second to last of those podcasts how are you feeling Does it feel more like a
0: a letdown or a finish line to you a it's finish- a long finish line right
1: Absolutely. It feels like a finish line. Oh
0: my God. It's such a, I know. And I've already, I've already, you know, we've already talked to some people about some of the off season stuff we want to do. And those just like the one, I'm just going to spoil it. We pitched something to uh, Eric from PFF, which I think would be a pretty fun idea. That sounds infinitely more fun than just talking about games that are going to get hammered to dog shit by everybody in the media all week. So I don't even know. We didn't really talk about how we want to approach this this week. I kind of want to just, look at it from a bunch of different angles maybe and i i hate those articles that go through it and be like you know the rams passing game versus the versus the you know the niners coverage advantage rams and you know you go down that but i'd I'd like to kind of look at some of those subgroups and some of the things especially in that rams Niners matchup where we saw them play twice this year the other one we saw them play what four weeks ago so it's kind of interesting to Take some of that, uh, the context from those games that we saw. I went back and watched some of the highlights from all four games last weekend. I watched some highlights from the Niners-Rams. I watched some highlights from uh, Bengals-Chiefs. And there were some some <laughs> things. True's fine. Drew, Drew's, Drew was fine by Monday.
1: <laughs> yeah, I feel a lot better. And honestly, apologies to you and Dan for being a uh, crabby grouch in the uh... – uh, in the aftermath of that, I mean, and just to provide. Once context, I saw the
0: coin flip, I'm like, my night's shot.
1: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I think I even f-bombed that. Like when you, you know, yeah. when you're like, oh yeah, no, Chiefs won the coin flip. They're like, oh fuck, it's over. Um, the um, yeah, I still I still don't entirely understand how the hell that happened. Uh, it,
0: it's one thing to yeah. lose a sizable bet. It's an, not to rehash this, but, but we are going to have to go over that game a little. But to the thirteen second thing because I went back I'm like I'm like maybe this isn't so rare. This happened a few times this year and I went back and looked at mostly Lions games to tell you the truth. I went back and looked at the late drive by the Ravens and I went back and looked at the late drive by the Vikings to beat the Lions twice early. And those were like thirty eight and a minute four. I mean those are reasonable amounts of time
1: to course. get off
0: Three or four plays. Of course, honestly, with a minute four, that's a reasonable amount of time to get into field goal range without timeouts.
1: I uh, Honestly, if there had been thirty or forty seconds left, I almost feel like that both teams approached it a little differently. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I, I, I get what you mean there. Like the Bills, like kind of approached those last two plays like they had won. The kicker approached the kickoff like he had won, uh, and you know if 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 it was pretty clear that they needed one more key stop. Uh, I think maybe you get a little bit different approach. I don't know. People are a little and, sharper. And the
0: the kicker had had a couple bad kicks early in the game. Like, yeah the the amount of the amount of like it's like what the lock goes into the tumbler. It was like thirty five tumblers deep. Like that everything had to align so right for that. Yeah. And then, and then on top of that, the coin the coin toss. And we are not going to litigate. Yeah. And actually, time. let's
1: uh, again to provide context, if if we have three competitive games between now and the you know, now in the uh, Super Bowl uh-huh. champion being crowned. And if another team doesn't go nuclear from fourth down, I'm, I think almost I'm within 2K of square on bills. So I'm not like in a losing position really on that.
0: Well, I, w- I was going to say, where, where do you sit? Like just Calcutta wise, everyone. Go half, look. Bills
1: have, bills have three and a half percent. Uh, from well, I'm saying
0: let, let's say the Rams lose. You're in the red. No, you're not. With, oh, with right. I was gonna ask green. with the two wins. I'm like, green. how close are you to even with the two wins, the fourth green. down thing and the biggest win by ATS?
1: With the two side with the with the pot and a half side pot, I'm gonna green, regardless. Okay. of What happens in the Rams game? So it's a free roll for me there. Which Let's is maybe it. why I'm a little chiller this weekend, really after kind of doing all the math. It's like it's a little chiller. But like and honestly, like it makes me being a, a lunatic on the podcast a little less Defensible because, you know, it's like, you know, I don't different. know,
0: man. I've never you know. lost a game like that.
1: I haven't. Like, I, I can't
0: imagine. Like, I've had some bad beats, but I've never, like, I've yeah, never had a bad beat where I was overextended. The problem like, Those was, are all just normal
1: bets. <laughs> the problem was after the two one seeds went down, I looked at my Sunday and I'm like, holy shit. We got this. If, if the Rams and the Bills pull this off, then I am hosting the AFC-NFC championship game. And I have the potential to basically ship the whole fucking pot, which it, which would have been something like, I didn't do the math because I didn't even want to know, but it would have been like four, four, 400, 400, Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Um, I did the math. Okay. <laughs> so, something like that. And so, I was, I said, and that's, that's right. And and you you, the you said it. it the you, two weeks mean. leading up to the Super Bowl, I would have just been able to just been like,
0: you would have gone skiing. Let's fucking go. Well, yes, that, that's exactly. You, 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 I don't know how eloquently you put it because you were screaming and growling, but I mean, you said it like if the Bills win that game, they probably win the Super Bowl. Yeah. And right. that's and really like if you're a Bills fan, if you have Bills, anyone with Bills futures, like you have to be thinking that too. And it's not like, man, I feel for these, these old timey Bills fans who like struggled through the early 90s almost. Like, this team was good enough to win it. There were only four or five teams that were good enough to win it. The Bills, especially how that offense looks, they were one of them. And I I think their window is – they're not in a bad position like some other teams whose window is starting to close with money. They're in a decent position to be, you know, probably what – are we going to just say – I don't think you make them co-favorites if we had to set lines for next year, but they're not that far behind the Chiefs.
1: Yeah, no, I think it's one A, one B. Sure. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they have an easier. So many cups. Good point. The point, yeah. The point. (laughs) The Bills uh, have an easier division. The Bills are going to lose their offensive coordinator. The Bills have a little bit tougher schedule next year than they had this year. Um, But ultimately, they can, you know, they still would be the expected co-favorites to be the one seed in the AFC um and obviously i think after their experience this year and dropping a couple of those huge games against nobodies that cost the bills the home field and that one um i think maybe they take next year a little differently it's possible they need a good offensive coordinator replacement though which isn't easy to come by dable yeah, I, it's, I it's sounding
0: like it's sounding like what dable <laughs> to miami
1: well, our one of our guys said he's it's it's Giants actually. So, well, I don't the, know
0: the Giants. I think covet them. I think it's his. Like if he takes the Miami job, the Giants will probably end up going with uh, a couple of or there's talk at Dan Quinn, which would be
1: hilarious. I'll, I'll, I'll be I'll be one hundred percent honest with you. It's a, it is a major mistake to take Miami over the Giants. Major, and the reason is the GM that is bringing you with him from Buffalo is starting yeah. that cycle he's starting his job now you're not you're not inheriting will greer as your gm who's already fired one coach right yeah. and if will greer makes some personnel decisions that are poor or makes a couple more poor personnel decisions that more. are questionable yeah. then you could be on the outs in miami um sooner than later on top of the fact this that is, uh yeah New York maybe is the most interesting
0: as far as like, you know, every year we have six or seven new coaches, but this is maybe the most interesting one because there's a bunch of teams who are, uh, I mean, like last year it was the the Texans, the Jaguars, you know, some of these teams, like uh, it's nothing's going to change in those in a year or two, but like some of these teams, you know, the Minnesota is not that far from being a contender like just some defensive pieces, better coaching. The bears are obviously not there yet, but they still have some pieces. And they, they, you know, invested in quarterback. The giants are in bad shape, honestly, I think because of the drafting, but Miami, that where you want to be, Though they I
1: think have that's their assets. You, that's
0: where you want to be. They have that's their assets. It's, it's interesting because you can look at it from two different spots. Like if you're, if you're a fan, you're like, all right, Hey, we're at this spot. We're almost competing. But if you're a coach, like you just said, you don't want that job. No. You want the job where you can – I you don't want to ease in. I want low expectations. Yeah. And yeah. and that that's what we said about Urban Meyer when we said, we don't think a first-year coach can get fired until finally he just did enough stupid stuff where he said, like, but you're saying it might work for us. Like, <laughs> Urban Meyer, Urban Meyer was, an, was truly an outlier with all the yeah. stupid shit yeah. he pulled. Like, this is how you get fired in your first year somehow, which is honestly – really amazing but no i mean you're right you want to step into a position where the the expectations are low
1: the leash you, is long
0: yeah the yeah you want to get that long leash so all these all these positional i don't think it's just like the head coaches like the backfilling of coordinators is going to be very interesting and obviously the gm mm-hmm. spots that are open the vikings did fill theirs it sounded like that uh fella I, from and Cleveland. honestly i thought i didn't yeah, know I much thought,
1: about him I, the three gm hires so far the Giants, uh, Bears, and Vikings, yep. all seem like very, very good decisions, all of them. Uh, these guys are all, you know, they they have some bona fide, some chops, some analytical, um, you know, check the boxes, which I think are positives. I didn't dig as deep into the
0: other ones. I just kind of looked at the guy the Vikings ended up with. I'm, at first glance, like tip of the iceberg, yeah, it looks like the kind of guy who it would be, you know, more forward-thinking run a, run a forward looking kind of, this is the NFL now, not, I'm, I mean, just really, if you look at how the Giants organization ran for the last five years, that was a guy who sat on his laurels and said, this worked in the past, even if it was, you know, more, maybe not causation, maybe just, uh, Hey, things accidentally worked out because you lucked into the right draft picks and things happened and you got the right quarterback at the right time kind of shit. You know, like I I don't know if he was the answer in all the stuff and like the Carolina stuff was what it was, but like he ran, he ran things how he always ran things, and it didn't work in twenty, let's say twenty sixteen, twenty seventeen, whatever. Up till now, it didn't work in today's NFL. So, I like, uh, I like younger hires. I hate to be like that guy with the. You know, with the the coaching thing from the past few years, oh, let's hire these young, sexy coaches that everybody, you know, the, with the uh, the McVeigh's and the Kingsbury's and all that, where that was a thing for a while. But Christ, I mean, two of those guys are in the NFC title game now, so it'll 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 be curious to see how this all turns out. And I think I think you're right. If I'm Dable, I don't know if I like Miami.
1: Yeah, I think there are a. There's I think as as we currently and we talked about power rating the you know coaching vacancies and we'll get Eric's uh, opinion on this next week. But uh, Vikings and uh, Giants are high right now for me because of the low expectations because of the draft capital specifically the yep. Giants have um, plus the Giants are in the NFC East. And, you know, there's some shitty organizations in there. <laughs> so oh, you got that going for you. Um, which the nice. uh, which is nice. Um yeah, I think uh, I think realistically, let's uh, let's let's crack into these games. Unless you want to talk Winter Olympics, <clears throat> it's up to you. <laughs>
0: I, so I have some things to do because Louisiana Louisiana is finally launching their the sports betting thing. I'm going to go on a sidebar here with the legalized sports betting things. <clears throat> Not that anybody with any brain cells think that government is efficient or gets stuff done right, but. Like when when I started to get into my new position here and I was learning more about the legalization and some of the stuff, it is wild how, you know, I'd be shuffled some stuff. Hey, Louisiana is going to go live soon. So there's going to be some offers that we can promote to some of our users. Oh, when do they go live? Oh, we don't know. What do you mean we don't know? Well, they don't know. Like they they don't know yet. Like nobody knows. They're just, here's like a window of time they might go live. And then we'll find out like two days before. And that's that's what happened in New York. That's oh what I'd like. All of a sudden, it's just a shit show at work because New York's going live. Louisiana is going live Friday, and wow, like so, I, I got a little busier than I'd hoped to this week. But tomorrow, I think uh, I think I'm going to be building a little uh, Google Sheets for the Winter Olympics. Yes. Good, I'm good I'm getting pretty excited about that. There might be we have we have a bye week. I think there's going to be an Olympic episode that gets slid in there.
1: I did about three hours of reading last night uh, in prep. Um, I start. Um, I started some yeah.
0: light overall stuff
1: yeah same <laughs> same it's I made a couple be a bets run. made a couple long shot bets uh we'll save those for the Olympic pod though um I don't think those prices are going anywhere in, anytime soon we'll see um the uh the general okay let's let's format this podcast a little bit okay Chiefs Chiefs Bengals first
0: yeah we can start with and you. then how about
1: uh, how about we do an intermission after that and we talk Aussie open sure College basketball, NBA. Just a real quick refresh on those three, and then we'll go right into uh I don't
0: know. college basketball's not going so good tonight. We'll That's see okay.
1: if Massachusetts can get their shit okay. together. Just, just want to know what's up. Uh, okay. and then we'll uh and then uh and then we'll do the the nightcap. And the nightcap really I want to focus mostly on uh Rams are a free roll right now for me. Um what what do I do about that? I, that uh,
0: I was gonna ask you that question. I'm glad I didn't <laughs> get a chance to yet. I will wait for it and um, yeah. And yeah, there's some people from Louisiana, apparently. Congratulations to you guys. You're going to get some, again, like if you get legalized betting in your state, there's like a shitload of free money right off the bat. Even if you decide you're not, a, you want to just keep using your offshores and paperheads down the road, like take all those free bets and then just run with it eventually. It's fun. Mm-hmm. I can't okay. I can't wait to well uh, What's Captain Jack call it? The I mean, there's like a name for all that shit. He does some. He does some pretty good videos on how to Bo- take advantage.
1: Bonus. Yeah, do bonus uh, hunting. Bonus hunting, yeah. yeah. Um, advantage playing. <laughs> yeah, pretty yeah. much. So, oh, all yeah. right,
0: Bengals chiefs yes let's talk about
1: this game let's talk about this market uh we have a kansas city chiefs hosting the afc title game i believe this is the 15th year in a row that the chiefs are hosting the afc title fact check me on that one it's been a lot of years in a row that the chiefs have hosted the afc championship game they do it again Um, i don't
0: yeah i don't think we need to uh you know get into hyperbole and superlatives with patrick mahomes but it's not all him. Like there's a team around him and there's a very good coaching staff and a good management system that put this together. But to start a career with this, essentially this many AFC championship game appearances in a row is, but we, you know, we'd go back to the coaching thing about low expectations. Like the rest of this guy's career, the expectations are so high. Like four years as a starter expectations.
1: Yeah. Four years as a starter, four years hosting, the AFC Championship game, going for his third straight Super Bowl appearance. Um, and they are seven point favorites, which would tell you that there's a reasonable likelihood that they are going to LA to uh, play the Super Bowl, likely as favorites there as well. Um, if you look at the look aheads, the um, Kansas City Chiefs, I saw some places open a six and a half here. Not sure why they gave the betters that opportunity to get a cheap price on the Chiefs because it flipped pretty immediately to seven. Um, there were a couple of shops that ultimately you could have gotten a juicy seven and a half on the Bengals and they got snapped up aggressively enough by the right people, apparently that the books are going to stand pat on seven. Um, apparently there's not enough of a one way here on chiefs from the mid early and midweek market makers that is going to make this a seven and a half, even though right now it is a little juicy, uh, to lay the seven, um, at certain spots currently it's a little juicy to take the seven at circa circa seven is minus 115 everywhere else we're looking at uh, you know flat sevens uh with the exception of pinnacle which is minus 106 to the set minus seven 105 to the seven
0: and th- that's kind of leading me to believe unless unless some group really is just waiting which i don't know limits are already up
1: i I think this oh, is Oh yeah, seven. you can get you can get whatever you want on this game. Anyway, yeah, yeah. I,
0: there, there's going to be some rogue numbers out there, but I think the fact is, like, it, it's not going to. This is such a key number that it's landing on. Everybody already knows this. Like, anyway, if it's going to, if they're going to move outside of indexing, if they move a half point, it's going to get instantly gobbled up by somebody. There's enough hunger on both sides of this number that, or or you know, just the ARB players, the people who are looking for that middle to begin with. Like anytime this is going to go six and a half, seven people are going to play it. So probably just bounces around. I think the number's pretty fair. This is my question for you not really game related, more process, um, modeling, power numbers, evaluating. How much are you using, trusting, believing in, and feeling confident in your power numbers at week 20 here? You know? Like I still have them. I still not tell you what this is. much at all. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, it feels like, and I guess if you give me an explanation, why? Like, what, well, something you trust all year. This is this is yeah. how you think these two teams should be rated right against each other. Because I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna give you my reason. I agree too. But like, what, what yeah, is I mean, your I reason think, for?
1: I think the last seven quarters of Chiefs football is a very different team than the 17 weeks of football they put on tape this year and so anything that's founded in the data you have anything bayesian from the observations you have of the chiefs this year i think is going to be slow to react to the fact that over the last seven quarters this offense has gone nuclear and i don't have i think i don't i don't think you can Entirely look past the fact that they were always and have always been a good matchup for the Bills defense. And it's always, you know, it's been a little, it's been easy for them in general to do it against those guys in the past. And they made it look easy, particularly as the Bills were, you know, just in shell shock there. But um, that doesn't change the fact that the Chiefs, when Mahomes is scrambling, is an offense that is effectively diff- impossible to get off the field. And you are relying on them making a mistake. And they are razor focused right now on winning a championship. The laissez faire attitude that has come along with the <laughs> with the Andy Yeah. <laughs> the laissez faire attitude that Andy Reid kind of brought with the Chiefs after they were reigning champions is no longer even remotely in the picture. Like last year when we were like, God, they were lacking that killer instinct. They're just kind of playing with teams and winning in these ugly, you know, close call games. Like That is long gone. This is much more the Chiefs of the 2019 2020 cycle that was, you know, backs against the wall, down 28 points or whatever they were to the Houston Texans and win by 20. Like, this is that's what you're dealing with right now. And I think any power number is going to miss that because it's going to be founded in, um, you know, it's going to be founded in what they put on tape this season, which was a very different team. Uh, This offense is peaking right now. I think the defense has regressed a lot um and you know i think you almost have to kind of completely construct uh a, a new a, like a, a fresh prior for them more than uh than anything you would get from a power number and the same goes for the bengals
0: i bet the bengals all win total under two and a half this year <laughs> <laughs> fun little aside
1: um hey yeah, it I'm, I mean, actually come through if it was only playoff wins If it was only playoff, it's looking good. It's looking good. I don't think they're going to get a third.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that was a that was a miss. So that was a. I think they they did have a long tail to the under. If Joe Burrow's knee isn't right and he can't play good, nothing works. Oh, because this defense, this defense isn't that good. So there's there is a long tail to the under. If his knee, but his knee looks just fine. He looks like he's ten times better already than last year. And yeah, I mean you you've all watched his games. I will speaking to the power number things. A lot of my power numbers are completely based on taking the last game, taking the context, running some numbers, trying to normalize it for the opponent, throwing out some of the garbage and noise in the final score, in the final numbers, and giving them a game grade. Mm -hmm. And I don't think you can give the same kind of weight to a game grade in the regular season, especially middle of the regular season, then you can, even a late game in the, in the, uh, I, I think this is something I need to come to terms with too late in the season. I think those games need a, a higher weighting for how I'm making adjustments. And I just straight up don't feel comfortable making adjustments to these teams based off the last couple of games they played. Like how, how, yeah. do, how do I come to terms with what we saw in the field? And it's like, you know, how, how do we, how do we differentiate? Like, is there just this, Bigger motivation, this, these things that you can't quantify—motivation, coaching, the you know the the hype that are around the playoffs, the difference in home field advantage when you do get to the playoffs. Like, there's so many weird things where you just kind of have to trust the market. On on the, especially once you get into the second, third round in the Super Bowl, like of the market's course. usually pretty correct.
1: Yeah, no, you're counting on other weird X factor stuff if you're betting into these numbers. And I bet into this game today. I have. And I recognize that I know where I know why I know I'm not uh, not making a a numerical power number type of play here. I'm literally, uh, you know, just kind of specifically counting on a couple of matchups to be the deciding factors here. Um, And honestly, like if I had to make an analogy of what this Chiefs team reminds me of the most, it's like the they remind me of the Durant Curry Warriors. To go back to like the NBA thing that uh, Sam brought up the the Durant Curry Warriors lost a lot of regular season games in ugly fashion. and if you used a power number and ESPN or five thirty eight famously stepped in dog shit on this, like I if you used that they used <laughs> a, a big pile season, of it. If you used a regular season number. You know, uh, you know, strength number to come up with uh, a, a win probability in the playoffs. You weren't even fucking close to market. It wasn't even you. You were you were playing a different game entirely. Well, weren't they and, like
0: the sixth or seventh favorite to win the? Title yeah, something, or something insane like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: They were, they were even odds to win the title, but then the the 530 gave them like an eight percent chance or something. It was absolutely insane. Insane. Um, and you know, the 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 real reason is that like like these guys have won a championship before. They started playing like fucking winners, and like they they flip their own switches. It's maybe not a motivational thing as much as it is just a competition brings out the best in these guys. And sure enough, they find themselves on seven nothing to the Steelers. They flip the switch and they just went nuclear offensively. They uh, they're going up against an absolutely sharpened offensive weapon that is the Buffalo Bills, God. and they bring their fucking best. Like it, it, like that's that's where they're at right now. And so this game in particular, to me does not spell a game state that gets the bu- buff- the Bengals a chance honestly because the Bengals either like the like the 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 narrow window that I give the Bengals here is like a forb turnover game like fluky shit where guys are bobbling passes and they're getting you know they're they're popping the, up in the and air the perfect and defensive game
0: off. plan given what you have
1: Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. For sure. Yeah. But you're going to need all of the high variance turnovers. Fourth downs
0: not converted. Yeah. Fourth downs not great.
1: Yeah. And and that's just too much to count on. Uh, If and honestly, a seven point seven points is not enough in my opinion. I think this Chiefs offense is going to comfortably get into the thirties, and I think the range for the Bengals offense is much broader. The Bengals may only give us seven points here. The Bengals may, you know, they may go score for score like they did last time, um, but last time's performance I thought was aided by the fact that they were at home, and that the that, that really, I think the last time for the last head to head for both of these games is really misleading, because the incentives in those games were wildly asymmetrical.
0: And I mean, it goes back to it. And If anybody, you know, if you're listening to this in podcast form, we put, up, we put up a comment from the chat. Sam, longtime chat user, he said the Chiefs are an NBA team in the NFL. And that's why Drew went with that whole analog of the, you know, and, and it hasn't just been that team. It hasn't just been that. I mean, you see a lot of teams where it's like, hey, we know this is one of the three or four best teams in the league. And they still might just drop 30 games in the regular season because they have an older star, like one in particular. You know, the the teams that can just turn it on in the playoffs. And yeah, like the stakes were much lower for the Chiefs at that point. The stakes were lower for them all season. I think they they just kind of knew going in like the one seed is nice, but if we kill ourselves for the one seed – uh, we're going to probably wish we just played, you know, played, stayed healthy all season, got into the top three seeds, did what we do on offense and go to the Super Bowl again, just not make some mistakes, not have an offside that keeps us out of the Super Bowl. Like it's uh, it, it, like when you talk about stakes, and that, that's I mean, it just goes back to the how do you rank? The, how do you rate this team? These two teams versus each other compared to the games where they already played.
1: Yeah. And in getting into that Bengals Chiefs game, the Bengals were. Um they were dogs in that game and they were look ahead dogs to the Browns, which meant that loss loss, they're out of the playoffs entirely. So like they literally like had to go to the well and put every single good play together. And they got a generational performance out of Jamar Chase in that game that clinched him an yeah. award. Uh and I have a hat uh, you
0: take know, on rookie Lear
1: oh yeah okay interesting (laughs) so uh yeah that like honestly like you got an all-time performance in a you know in a must-win moment and you know they punched their ticket to the playoffs thanks on thanks to that uh that game and the the chiefs like yeah that would have been like you said it would have been nice to have the one seed but like they were already in (laughs) and realistically more important to stay healthy um and you know so i so i realistically i I think you can't necessarily look at that game as telling you much on top of the fact that it was weirdly officiated on top of the fact that, uh, you know, you were dealing with a very, very different um, chiefs offense at that time than you have now. Um, and, And
0: maybe a little, a little pushback. Like I've said this numerous times, like, I don't think it was like pro Bengals. No, no, it was just. I don't. Yeah, it's just like all the penalties that could happen in high leverage situations all happened, and they all happened in the favor of the Bengals. And now we're we're looking at Vinovich. We're looking at a you know these refing crews. Which God bless you in the chat, you guys. I mean, I think somebody brought this up right as the playoffs started. It is mixed up crews, but I believe we're looking at a refing crew that does not call a lot of DPI. So. I would be getting pretty handsy with the Chases and the Higginses and the Uzumas and every, and boy and everyone like if I'm the Chiefs, it's it's like this was a classic Belichick thing, where when, when you I mean you've seen this for they years. Can't call
1: everyone. Yeah, they, <laughs> yeah. they can't.
0: They, you're not going to call everything. Or like Belichick would seriously make adjustments if the refs were not calling DPI. Like it, yeah. those, it just got worse and worse until they finally did. Like the the Patriots cornerbacks would just get handsier and handsier until they made them call a, P, a DPI on them. I and that sort of stuff works. It's, it's, uh, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and KC is a little handsy. I'd like to, I, I don't have that up, but they do seem to draw a lot of those penalties. That'll be, yeah. that'll be one of the X factors that the Bengals need if they want to stay in this game. So again, yeah. they're going to, they're going to need some big swings like that again, especially this is. This is in KC. This is a playoff atmosphere. And again, like Burroughs composed the whole time, but the offense needs a little more than they put out last week.
1: Yeah. And I mean, let's, I mean, let's give the Bengals a little bit of credit. Uh, You know, Zach Taylor has done more this year than you could have been expected of him. He still calls some real minus EV shit that I think will ultimately doom them in this game. Um, And, Joe Burrow, I'll give Joe Burrow credit. He has been cool as can be. He is the real deal. He is going to be a perennial playoff figure. Uh, and a lot of that is because he has an outstanding trio of wide receivers to work with. It is really, really <laughs> quite impressive how great how good those three guys are. And when you have multiple um, you know, weapons in the passing game, you're gonna be uh you're gonna be a force to be reckoned with. I mean, it's no, it's no accident that Uh, This weekend happens to feature the likes of Cooper Cup and Debo Samuel and Jamar Chase and Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey like these like you need game breaking guys to to step up and really win games when the margins are narrow and the Bengals have those guys. The Bengals' defense, I don't think, matches up especially well with the Chiefs and what they would want to do. Um, they give up gobs and gobs of space and yardage to tight ends in general. And Travis Kelsey seems to be perfectly healthy, and uh, you know, and and kind of at um, you know back to his peak, even though he's a little aged. Um, similarly, Tyree Kill is is a problem. He is speed, and you can't match speed with speed, considering who you have available in the secondary. Did you see
0: that still shot of him? He gave the peace sign to the mm-hmm. guy, and he was behind him. He yeah, had in front of him, him yet. Yeah. Yeah. Just yeah, the, the the speed on some of those is sick. And you know, an, another thing probably to point out there too is everyone's fawning over the Gabe Davis game, but they really, really did a good job of limiting digs. Of course, like digs. They, they, I mean, that was the game plan. They took digs away, and Josh Allen's just Josh Allen has taken massive steps forward. And there's numerous players on that offense that have been able to catch the ball. And I mean, it just having a weird outlier tight end day for one single tight end, like that was strange, but he was going to find somebody. I mean, that offense was trucking. And I guess that's my question to you right now. If you had to, I mean, let's, let's pretend you have a chiefs win the super Bowl ticket and none of the, the whole, the whole thing's mixed up and you had to face the Bengals or the bills offense in one game. And I mean, we know what the lines were. I mean, it's as much as been made as has been made of this binkles offense. Go, Just look at the prices, look at the pricing. The pricing yeah. says, despite the high volatility, I don't vol- explosiveness of this offense. It's still a field goal. Worse.
1: Yeah. More, no, more, more, more.
0: I'm yeah. yeah, four points worse.
1: Um, yeah. Four and a half. So, uh, You know, I think uh, the matchup of Chris Jones against a weak interior offensive line and the potential for there to be disruption uh, from the Chiefs' defense going up against the Bengals' offenses there. There there are like eight paths where the Bengals don't exactly get you to their team total in this one. Zach Taylor calls a shady game, Joe Burrow gets nerves. There's a couple turnovers. Uh, Chris Jones is disruptive. Uh, You know, Jamar Chase gets covered and they don't call PI. Right, like you know, there, there, like are a lot of things there that keep the Bengals in check. I don't see any of them going the other way.
0: Yeah, just I think if this was a first round game, what would this line be? I mean, say in Arrowhead, four and a half,
1: probably. Because no, say, say like six.
0: Six. I think it. I think it have been bet up. It, I think people it was, would still it, bet it, it up. It got
1: it got bet down to like three and a half when they were in Cincy a couple weeks ago.
0: And that and that's the thing. Like the Chiefs team that we've seen the last two weeks, the way this offense has operated, with a healthy Kelsey and you know Tyreek, who seemed there was a bit of a foot, you know, the scare with the foot injury there. Uh, he ran like twenty eight miles an hour down the sideline. I think that's fine for now. Uh, last season in the playoffs. And, you know, we've had this a couple times now. Mahomes was carrying some injuries. He's completely healthy. And then just maybe comes down to the pass rush. That was kind of a weird, weird moment for, like, I watched that game, and I really did kind of feel bad for the Tennessee Titans defense. Like, Christ. They put on on a show, and they got to Joe Burrow a lot. They got a lot of pressure on him. They had a shitload of sacks. And then Tannehill threw those picks, which – the one was just kind of a bouncing ball. Not every pick is a quarterback's fault, and it stinks when it happens. But like that first pick to start the game, that was just bad. I mean, he just no. didn't see Bates there. Bates, yeah. In, so, like,
1: you know what this? You know what this run for Burrow reminds me of? You remember when Andrew Luck made his first playoff run? He wins. Is there a Steelers game in he, there? He won. He now he. I think he won Wild card weekend, and then the second weekend he went into Denver. And he got the win against Peyton Manning. People were like, Oh yeah, here we go. Andrew Luck, like this is it. You know, this he's never go- retiring. And he's <laughs> never retiring. And then they went into the they went into Foxborough and they faced yeah. the champs. And they got their teeth kicked in. Like this is this has all of those feel this has all of those whiffs to me. And Burrow will be around. He built never retiring either. He'll be around forever. Um, <laughs> he will never you'll never have to deal with you know, uh, you know long-term injury concerns considering how good the that offensive line is and how often he gets hit. Um, but no seriously uh, I think realistically this is uh, one way action Chiefs and um, I think the, the two most likely game states Chiefs are crisp. they put scoreboard pressure on them this looks like uh, this looks like the Steelers game. I think the second most likely outcome, the Bengals come out they're plucky they're they're cool they're good out they're good early they put some scoreboard pressure on the chiefs early and then the chiefs offense wakes the hell up and and you know scores 28 points in the second quarter like that like those are the sort of the two most likely game states i see here and in both cases i think the chiefs are winning with margin uh, i don't mind laying a 7 here i think there's a reasonable likelihood in the first half of this game you're seeing a double digit live number you with me on the Chiefs, or you think yeah, the Bengals are? Yeah, all- I
0: agree. Yeah. I'm probably not taking a side. I, I'm pretty fair with the number. Like, if I had to bet, it, it'd be like a Chiefs alt or a Chiefs team total over. I think That's fun. There's there's a lot of game states where they just put up 38 here.
1: Let's put uh, let's put that uh, they scored 14. You don't know, have a lot, lot of ago. team totals. So I do <laughs> have something here the, the from again put from in. Sam
0: Lipscomb, mixing receiving overs. Mm. He was he got used a bunch in the passing game last week and this is a nice little matchup for that as well i think maybe it's going to be a rushing plus receiving total over because he he was a little stymied last week and maybe that'll bring that number down a little but Mm -hmm. again like sam points out casey is bad against receiving backs and it's and again another good point taylor will want to limit pressure on burrow this is a nice little safety valve like i like that mix and look a lot
1: i absolutely love that point and honestly the idea of Zach Taylor sitting in his lab prepping for this game and being like, if we're gonna win, we gotta get we gotta get Joe Mixon twenty five touches if we're yeah. gonna win. Like I like that feels like something that's in his mindset as he's prepping this game plan. Um, and uh and also if this is a big margin at some point, let's let's say it's a twenty one point game in this one, as opposed to last time they were it was a big margin as well. And I know the Bengals came back and I know they won the game. Right. But let's say that there's a big margin in this one and you're on the road and it's fucking rocking and Chris Jones is breathing down your neck on every snap. Are you just like, well, we made it to the AFC championship game? Good for us. (laughs) Like like there's there's a there's a pull the parachute at some point for the Bengals in this one, isn't there?
0: I think for everybody except the quarterback, like he he's just he seems too laser focused on getting this. Like I think he, he thinks he's the Super Bowl favorite. Like all his interviews, he's just so focused on the next step. But I mean, there there is a bit team. It's still a team game, and there probably is a little of that. Like, okay. it, it it's tough to come back against this team. Although, if there is a big lead by the, if there is a big lead by the Chiefs, I could be leaning into some alt or some live overs.
1: Okay um yeah oh yeah if there's a big lead by the chiefs if if there's a three if there's a three score margin either way either way you're firing all all bullets fired (laughs)
0: although although Bengals should be able to run if the Bengals do get a lead a little worrisome for maybe the immediate over that's where uh Hmm. they they could take some time off the clock Hmm. but uh yeah, I'm, I'm with it.
1: Well, I know. I hope it'll be an entertaining game. I mean, honestly, like we were talking on, you know, I want to see Rams Chiefs, but I wouldn't be crying if it was Rams Bengals Super Bowl. I'll tell you that much. Um okay. <laughs> yeah. Hope it's hope it's a good game. No, you would not. Uh, Chiefs team total over is the is the sharpest angle I think because I, yeah, I don't know how this team's not getting into the 30s, not the way they're playing right now, not at full strength. So, let's uh talk a little tennis. What was uh, Noop's take on the WTA? Can you uh, give me a uh, a quick synopsis before we talk? Commence.
0: So he has some Schwag Tech. He also has some DRC.
1: <laughs> some who? <laughs> Tech. Sh-
0: yeah. yes. But he also has some DRC. So he's, so he's cheering free-roll. against cheering against Barty
1: he's he's cheering against, and our guy, against,
0: Will Brinson, who we should try to get on oh, here yeah. sometime soon. We should, I haven't talked to him in a while. We
1: usually bring him on for this weekend, but I forgot to ask him. And, and he's I been just, all over the I list. got he's crazy. Been, and he's,
0: he's, been he's been very busy too. <laughs> I'm going I'm to bother him tonight. He's build, I'm sure he's just building golf. Ooh, maybe online.
1: he will want to join wow. one of our halftime shows.
0: Ooh, Brinson, Brinson halftime. That'd be good. Mm. But uh, yeah, so cheering for maddie keys and especially since brenson has a future on maddie keys and if she were to make the final you could as the kids say name your prophet especially if it was danielle rose collins uh
1: i think we are my predictions uh i have barty winning a tight first set seven six and then uh running running over keys in the second set 6-2. I think that's how that goes. I think it's, it's t- and straight set seven, hasn't six, six,
0: shown one. any
1: cracks. No. <laughs> no, her service especially is just firing right now. Um and I think um I think Iga wins the first set. DRC answers levels uh and then Iga pulls it out in 3. I think she's just got too much quality
0: any, uh, this got brought up maybe on a brown bag. We should have man at the library on for a halftime show that gets a crazy dude. Um, anything, uh, it got brought up in like the pressure to bring this um, title home for the home crowd because mm. it's been a while. Like, is that starting to build up? Because she's obviously the clear favorite at this point. She needs two more matches and. I mean, it's been since the 70s. I mean, this used to be, especially before the open era, this was just an Australian won it every year, like constantly.
1: Margaret and then, court then slowly opened,
0: went yeah. court and a few others, and then deep into the 70s. And I believe, yeah, it's been since 78, since an Australian woman won their home tournament. A lot of pressure on her. If that, uh, if anything, I think if that would make her crack more than anything an opponent can do, although Maddie is hitting the piss out of the ball. She yeah, that,
1: this form from her she has been hit. a surprise. She,
0: I it's like she it used to be what? when she's in Stanford. We'll <laughs> what? Bet on her. Like what? if she's playing in the Stanford <laughs> yeah. one, we'll bet on her. Otherwise, yeah. we're not. But yeah, she's she's really her. I mean, everything her ground strokes it's not fluke that she's here. Great. She's
1: playing her ass off. Yeah.
0: Yeah, she's won five matches. I mean, she's she's yeah. great. So I, I think this will be a tight one.
1: I think it I think it'll be tight early, and then ultimately Barty pulls pulls through. That's fair. Um the men's side. Uh, holy crap, did the conditions get bad at the worst possible time? (laughs) The quarterfinals are always a little long and a little lengthy. We had five, we had three five setters. Um, and one of them, Rafa, almost killed Rafa Nadal. (laughs) I I would have been,
0: I would have been so mad if I woke up and he
1: retired. Oh, Jesus. He would have that. Oh, Jesus. Um, the uh, Nadal has two days to recover from that. That's a good amount, obviously. Berrettini, though, is playing his best tennis right now. Um, I did not think he was going to break through here. Obviously, he, he made it to the Wimbledon Finals, which is where he quote-unquote broke through. Um, but uh, And I think ultimately if he does get a slam, it's probably at Wimbledon. It's not at the Aussie. It's not at the U.S. It's definitely not at the French. Um, his game is very reliable. He doesn't really drop form. Ever and he's going to be a pain in the ass for Nadal to deal with, and I think Berrettini can ultimately win this, particularly if if it goes long, right? I think that he's kind and of he, he like he just needs to kind of be like, I'm going to make this four hour match. Best of luck to you, Mister Nadal, and uh, and I think that may work here. What do you what what are you getting out of that match?
0: I don't have a good read on Tini. He got pushed by Alcaraz, which is fine, but yeah. Alcaraz doesn't. He, he was good. Dog.
1: Air team he, was the dog.
0: Yeah, I, 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 didn't. I, I wish I'd have bet that one. Oh, <laughs> you had him as the. Favorite. I mean, okay. well, just I, th- I think the Alcaraz, the Alcaraz hype was a little too much. I thought that was like an. I thought that was a pick 'em. I thought that was pretty close. I didn't know what the mods were there. Then get, got pushed pretty hard by Monfils as well. Like I don't know. I watched I watched Nadal the most this uh, just because it's been on at the times when I've been watching tennis, and again going back to the Manorino match, it's like. Holy Christ, he just turns it on and gets to ball like just looks like the old rat. Like he's on he looks like he's on clay at times where he's getting to stuff where it's like, oh man, you should you should have had to slide to that. You went so far. And I mean, he looked great in that tiebreaker at times. And I'm I'm scared of the guy. He's still very, very good. Good luck to you. This is this is a major semifinal facing one of the all-timers, if the, the nerves don't get to you a little there, I don't know what will. So probably a good match, but I, I think Nadal moves on here just because okay. he did have wow. the time to recover. People, people made a lot out of how bad he looked at the end of the match. You don't think – it's not like you where you have to go home and see if mom has Gatorade in the fridge. Like he's getting IVs and the best care possible. He's going to be just fine, like especially if he had two days to recover.
1: He lost nine pounds during that match. I've lost nine pounds in a day
0: before. <laughs> <laughs> this is good, Dad. His hair is getting...
1: It's very big. It's nice. like yeah. it's bigger. Yes, it's getting very worse much. as the
0: tournament goes.
1: Yeah. Uh, he's losing pounds and losing hair in front of our eyes. Um, I think Berrettini can can dig, can do it. I think that What's one should over be closer hair? to 50, 50. Uh, Without looking, 40. 40? Yeah.
0: It is a... Th- yep. 38-and-a-half, 39-and-a-half, depending yeah. if you want to pay minus okay. 20 or or 10. Okay. Hmm. I don't know how I would approach it. I don't think I'm betting that one. I
1: like Berrettini in a tiebreak. He's been a clutch tiebreak guy. So I think he can get it deep. Either way. Let's keep moving. Uh, Medvedev, Sissipas.
0: This is the good one. I wish this were the final.
1: It kind of feels like it is. Hmm winner of this match wins the slam
0: so here's where i'm at i would be more inclined to take tsitsipas straight up than the handicap here
1: oh yes very much i yes. can
0: absolutely it's like the cowboys niners game where there's a situation where medvedev wins in straights with a couple of double breaks in there <laughs> and it's not like tsitsipas looks horrible and gets bagged, but he just never converts a break. He never really gets close to converting one. He has some mental mistakes, some, you know, some unforced errors. And then there's a situation where this is close. And I want that money line because I think a close match sits boss wins. So I might take that. I mean, he's like two to one. I think yeah. two to one. Here's the other question. Yeah, go ahead. What is his outright price right now? And would a rollover be better? Because roll I think over will be better. I think, if I you think, think Nadal gets
1: through, Nadal will be the favorite in the final over Sissipas. Yeah. Um So Sisyphus Medvedev is a rematch of last year's Aussie semi. In that lead up, Sisypas was the one that went five. and And Medvedev was the one that came in fresh. And Medvedev mowed him. It was not a competitive match. Honestly, it was so eye-opening how good Medvedev form was in that one that the that people just put money down hand over fist on Medvedev to beat Djokovic in the final, and they lost their ass. Um, <laughs> <don't> but <laughs> but uh, but this market has been, I uh, surprisingly, pro Medvedev. Saw it open at two mi- minus two thirty-eight. I've initially got bet in the direction of Sistapas. He had a low of minus two seventeen. He is now minus two fifty. So basically, people, uh, you know, despite the fact that Medvedev is the one that is coming in off of a five set marathon, are still supporting him, even though Sissapas had the easy match last time. Um, Elbows fine, he, food stuff.
0: That's all. That's yeah, what this is game's fine. about. Head on a swivel, switching gears like that. Because I did funny,
1: that up. Two funny comments, and then give me a prediction. Uh, one, it does. Very, very, very much. I feel like Sissipas cares about the fact that they're making the Netflix show. Well, yeah, like it's 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 like it's raising his game, <laughs> which is hysterical because you're like, dude, this is a fucking slam. You want to win your a slam, right? Well, apparently, he has another gear when it's not just winning a slam, but he's also being filmed for a TV show. Yeah, um, and that's absolutely hysterical to me. Uh, he's and he is he is an absolute mimbo. I cannot wait to watch that. Documentary. I'm, and just be like, I'm more excited about this shit. than any Hard Knocks. <laughs> oh yeah, although is, the I'm, golf one yeah. should be good too. I'm. I cannot. I cannot wait to hear and see what of this, the ridiculous stuff he does. Uh, to the Medvedev FAA match was an was a fucking war. FAA came in with the. This is how the course happened. Middle of the night last night. If you didn't see it, I'll give you. Get you caught up. FAA came in with the absolute picture perfect game plan and he executed it flawlessly for two sets and he carried that form into a third set medvedev dug deep got a little, little bit of a break with the weather interruption wins the third set tie break turned the tide ever so slightly to where he could eke out a fourth set send it to a fifth and fa made one mistake in the fifth where he double faulted gave away the break and then medvedev held on for dear life it was extremely close call that that match entire match was on a razor's edge i put that more on faa than i do being concerned about medvedev faa i thought showed something impressive in terms of his quality i didn't think that was medvedev really showing lots of chinks in the armor uh things to be concerned about personally but i am blinded by future liability on medvedev so I will I'm listen to, to that argument it, against
0: who who came it's always the second guy who came on the scene first was it Hatchinoff or Rublev? Uh I feel like Hatchinoff's little
1: Hatchinoff came on the scene first and then Rublev and then Medvedev was the third to rise. Yeah.
0: Yeah it, it's it's never the first guy because I remember like thinking oh this this younger Canadian he might he might be as good as Chapeau someday. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah.
1: Christ, he's clearly he's a lot better the yeah.
0: best Canadian yeah. so um yeah, a lot of hedging questions. If you're overextended, hedge. Otherwise never hedge. There's three reasons to hedge. If you think the other play is the right bet, if you are absolutely overextended, or <laughs> if you're if it's such a big obscene amount of money that you're gonna win that you feel like you'd feel like you wouldn't sleep the next day because you didn't hedge. So what if you you can't, but I don't.
1: Okay. Give me a prediction. I almost wanted to I almost wanted to but To uh, transition right into hedging the Rams because it is a pretty meaningful amount of money and could take that, a bunch. I, out the I table. think for sure you um, fall into that category. But, yeah, okay, uh, what's your final prediction? Do you think Steph wins?
0: Steph over. You know what? Fuck it. We'll put bertini in the final. That'd be a fun one to watch.
1: Steph over Berattini. Okay. Steph over Bertini I'd. I'd in that, that case, in that case, I would just take the Steph feature now. I'd roll over. He'll be a minus two ish versus Bertini
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, any college thoughts? March Madness going to be any good this year?
0: Yeah, there's a lot of fun. Like I'm having a lot of fun with a couple of small. Con- I'm I'm again always more excited about conference tournaments than March Madness. Although March Madness usually ends up with Vegas, so that's also a lot of fun. But I love the conference tournaments. I will be writing previews for all of them again. It's my favorite two weeks of stressing out over figuring out. All these teams and um, with the COVID the last couple years it's been even worse uh, hopefully it's a nice normal one but i am so jacked and i just brought up vegas i think the mountain west plays in vegas <laughs> i the mountain west tournament is going to be fire there's like five good teams and the missouri valley is going to be really really good too so i'm jacked up for a couple of these conference tournaments already is where i'm at otherwise i'm just looking at my numbers grinding out some bets every day hopefully they hit they don't always do, but we try to get there.
1: Okay. Okay. Um, anyone in the futures market worth paying attention to?
0: Oh, I haven't looked at those.
1: Okay. The Zags finally win this year.
0: <laughs> I you know, I had the Zags last year, so they probably win it this year.
1: Okay. All right, cool. Um, all right. The uh, NBA, real quick. Um COVID's finally over. Yep. Um, the Suns are a wagon. Dan's Hawks are, are a, wagon. Um, what a wagon. the the Eastern Conference is wide fucking open. The Bucks aren't as deep. The Nets are injured and old. The Sixers have some huge liabilities uh, outside of Embiid. Um the Hawks are dug themselves a hole. Uh the baby bulls, Andy's baby bulls are un- untested and, and a little banged up. Um the Cavaliers are untested and a little banged up. Um, it is anyone's honestly. I don't think there's any reason to run out and grab a future at this point. It's
0: fun, it's fun. The playoffs will be fun in the NBA. I think we're gonna have some really good playoffs, yeah. despite there's still some high. I mean, you're I don't think we'll ever get to an NBA season where there's not yeah. gonna be some, some premium ass teams. That's I just think how,
1: how yeah.
0: they, you know, it's not like the NFL where can you imagine a bunch of like a super team yeah. forming? In you know, like on vacation, like getting it together and doing that, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's just not feasible. That's you know, there's too many players on a team, but the, there's always going to be these premium teams that probably win the championship. But it, it, I like the parody, I like good playoff series, especially the first round. So I'm I'm pretty pumped for uh, oh man, that finals logo, one of the best logos in sports, yeah. The NBA finals, I'm getting excited.
1: Uh, the uh, yeah, it's going to be great. Uh, the one ex- exception to the East being flat, the Heat are, are dangerous. The Heat have won a bunch of games. They're the current one seed right now, and they are just now getting back to full strength, uh, which means they probably play out the rest of the season at full strength to try to peak in uh, in April. And uh, I would be surprised if they're not your one seed, like legitimately surprised at this point. I'm sure the market says that right now, too. If you go find a one seed market, I bet you they're like minus 125. Um, nah, I mean, we'll say plus plus one twenty-five. Um, but like, uh, the heat are going to be a tough out in the playoffs. I just, I'm not sure exactly how they match up against some of the other, um, contenders at full strength, namely the uh, Milwaukee Bucks. Um, so going to be fun. Western conference Suns to lose. Don't overthink it. Um, Draymond green. I'm concerned. He's not going to come back to what we saw from him earlier this season. Uh, it's certainly gonna, It's, it's going to take another year for clay Thompson to be, Eighty percent of Clay Thompson. Um, the Grizzlies are a fun story. Dallas might make a little bit of a push here to get a good seed. Um, Minnesota, your Minnesota Timberwolves are going to make the playoffs, and so are the Lakers. Are going to stumble in and get swept by the Suns in round one, and the one-eight matchup.
0: So. Patrick, Patrick's getting the jerseys. Like Caesar, Caesar's <laughs> promo has been like sending you fanatics, um, fanatics uh, gift cards like it's like hey we'll give you a free jersey but they give you a fanatics gift card so you don't have to get a jersey you can get whatever the fuck you want you can just get a bunch of gear or he's getting nba store stuff that's pretty funny
1: i like that um any uh, g- 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 real quick winter olympic thought uh i'm not, not yet. i'm not caught up okay. yet all right we'll, I, I we'll need, get to it i need week.
0: i need a weekend um, I, I have a pretty low-key weekend i'm gonna just <laughs> saturday i'm gonna catch up a bunch yeah i i
1: this i don't think uh the <clears throat> the the alpine skiing is not where you want to be taking the short price this year the course is brand new uh none of these skiers have skied it it is wide fucking open um and i think there is a damn decent chance that uh that we see some chaotic shit. uh the Giant slalom is also very tough to predict. Um, I would not, uh, I would not take a plus 350 there, regardless of how good the uh, the top of that mark you know, how good the quality we'll be trying year to is.
0: Beat some of the big prices there,
1: yeah, for sure. Or
0: beat some of the short prices, rather.
1: Yeah, all right, so let's yeah, move on. Olympic
0: Olympic podcast is coming, yes, let's move on to the NFC, NFC, NFC. Do you want to start with the hedging?
1: sure let's do it um so i have sixty nine thousand reasons here to be cheering for the rams to win it's a free roll um i think net i'm net plus 16 ish on the rams um i can take a niners money line here at plus 150 and split that down the middle and enjoy the night game and be if a you didn't lo- have much a... lovelier person at the halftime show. <laughs> I was going to say, say,
0: I would love you to do the full hedge because
1: it wouldn't <laughs> help my that mental baby health. Right I down would yell at. Right. Remember,
0: I told you to take a gummy, and I get yelled at. <laughs> um,
1: <laughs> well, some of us had to work on Monday, Andy. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah,
0: I, thought, I was. Like, I was also you, work stressed. You had to. You had, to, you had to fly. Like yeah. you had to fly up. I was. Yeah,
1: I was. I was work stressed, which helped. Um.
0: So. I know you can't do this. It's like, uh, oh man, I heard the most interesting thing on a podcast the other day, Drew. Think about learning a language. I think it was freakonomics. Okay. All uh, right. Like, all right, now think about English, a language you know. Yes. Now think about unlearning it. Yes. Like trying to unlearn a language. Like the brain doesn't work that way. <laughs> no. You know, you the, and the, I didn't I mean, know was sign a,
1: language, and I have mostly forgotten it.
0: It was a whole different analogy, just because the okay. brain works and such. It was about shortcuts, I think, but it's kind of the same thing. I can ask you till I'm blue in the face, like, hey, pretend you don't have this huge future in the Rams. Mm-hmm. Well, who would you bet anyway? You can't do that. Your mind is not going to let you unlatch yeah. from that anchor point. So I will say I think this is a very close game. I think the numbers right. I think the Rams win. I do think it should be a three. If I had to bet against the spread, I would take this hook. And if I were you, just for peace of mind, I would put like ten grand on the Ram or the Niners money line. Just don't don't go home. Don't, don't go sh- home sad.
1: Don't shoot for a middle.
0: I I don't know. Like it, it depends how you feel about the game. Aside from the and I I've already said I don't think your your brain. I don't think anyone's brain, I hate to I'm like focus. I don't think your stupid brain can do it. Like, I don't think anybody's brain can separate the fact that you have a big future. But like if you think your handicap is solid and you think the Rams are more likely to move on than this minus 184 implies, I wouldn't I, I don't know if I'd hedge then, I guess. Okay. But if, um, regardless, even if I did think they win and the number's pretty sharp, like 10 grand on the Niners feels pretty good if if the shit doesn't go wrong.
1: Um, the, yeah, that's okay. Uh, the, uh, because the two options I can, there's a lot of ways to shoot for a middle. Yep. Obviously. Um, that's right. And that's where I wonder about the three and a half player performance on the Niners. Now, you know, the Niners plus three and three and a half, like, don't get me wrong. My numbers say, my numbers say the most likely outcome of this game is that the Rams went by three. The second most likely outcome of this game is that the Niners win by three. <laughs> so uh let's let me I and mean, let me ask you about that. When we get into the playoffs, isn't it just a no fucking brainer to take three plus three and a half? Like, isn't that an auto bet? Because anytime that you have two playoff teams and the margin is, you know, is around three, then almost certainly the probabilities would tell you that the most likely outcome, the modal outcome is the favorite winning by three yeah, and that the probably, second probably most, like 20 percent plus the second modal outcome is they is your team winning by three right so both of the most likely outcomes of the game are on your in your favor on top of just the fact that um you have the long tail of the dog winning
0: um yeah agreed i i wish we had weeks and weeks and weeks of recording and history <laughs> that could put together some sort of tried and true rule for betting when the NFC West teams get together. <laughs> because I didn't even, honestly, I, I'm joking around. I didn't even think of that until just now. Okay, like, This is an yeah. NFC West matchup. You take the dog.
1: <laughs> you take the dog, yeah.
0: And, I don't, yeah. and really, like, I'm, I'm a bigger fan of a true hedge because the middle is – you know, tricky, and you got to leave some juice there with it, but and uh, Rams or Niners plus three and a half and getting them both, mm-hmm. you want to see Drew happy on a podcast. <laughs>
1: watch, watch him move. Well, I could probably. Rams, move on. I, Rams I, by uh, three? Oh, Christ. I, I know enough people in the community that I could get a big, big free three and a half, I think. Why
0: is Ethereum going down again?
1: No, don't tell me that. Um, no, I know enough, I know enough folks in the community. I think I could get a big free three and a half. Do you think there's a,
0: you think there's a hunger for it or that people would want to, people would want to lay the three and a half without charging you a little? You just
1: need to find one person.
0: That's fair. That's fair. Oh, yeah. I think, yeah, best bet cross with somebody on the Niners for pick your amount that you would be happy with as a consolation prize. And that's your bet.
1: Okay. Okay. All right. I'll let you know what we do on Sunday. Tune in to find out because <laughs> I haven't done anything yet. <laughs> uh, I took a little sprinkle on the under here. We talked about on Sunday's pod that we thought this was going down. I played it at 47 and a half when we saw that briefly. I didn't get a very big bet because the market was very reactive on that. Um, but I got a little under 47 and a half. Do you think that's the under is the right side here?
0: I'm, I'm comfy with this number. I worry about, uh, I worry about the Rams off the Rams offense has had some outbursts if you will, where it's like, oh man, this, this is just like a thing now where Cooper cup is Cooper cup. And I don't want to just, I don't know, like think of like when Thielen and Diggs were together, he's like both of those guys combined. Where it's like, oh man, this guy's beating us deep, but he's also a fucking possession receiver who's crushing us in these other spots, and just like every route on the route tree is is open to this guy, and that's annoying. And I think if uh, if Cooper Cup has another big day, which I don't know, what's your game plan if you're the Niners defense? Pressure, um, Stafford, especially up the middle. Like if you can get pressure up the gut on him. Yep.
1: No some weird
0: weird weird stats. Oh yeah, Stafford is electric number one i believe against the blitz and i do want to say i want to point out i don't think matthew stafford is number one against the blitz i think his coaching team his coaching staff, i think they've i think they've known like this guy is so bad under pressure that we have to just spend an inordinate amount of time drawing up the best kind of leaking running backs and curl back tight ends and outlet passes and ways to beat blitzes because if he's under pressure like it's a 10% chance it's a turnover we can't have that we would rather take a three-yard outlet pass to a receiver than some of the shit this guy does under pressure so I, I get you have to give Stafford some credit he's executing it but I think the coaching staff has done a great job of making him the number one quarterback versus blitz but that said he's almost one of the worst against pressure. So <laughs> the Niners getting pressure without blitz which they can and they have and they will is a big problem for Stafford mm-hmm. and obviously smarter people that know than us who live in LA although you are a smart person who lives in LA are working <laughs> on the same problem and I I would think it would be a lot of short stuff you know just don't let that pass rush get home with four. If you're only going to bring four, guess what? They're going to be spinning their wheels because it's three-step drops all day. It's a lot of short shit. It's, it's bubble screens. It's wide receiver tosses. It's bullshit like that. Hit you with your own medicine. We'll give you some of your Debo bullshit with one of our receivers. OBJ has been a great little possession receiver. Um, Acres that you know, it wasn't a great game, but his, his load, the load that they gave him was crazy how quick that ramped up, considering the injury. I didn't yeah. think we'd see him. I mean, it was like man, fresh legs. It's Super Bowl. But yeah, they are fresh legs. So um, yeah, what well, your takes on that? Because I think I just kind of rambled. Is no, no, that was McVay's, all interesting. I, McVay's, yeah, McVay's game plan to beat the Niners pass rush, and I mean, everyone in the in the chat is kind of agreeing. And these are smart cookies too. The Niners won't blitz. The Niners shouldn't blitz. They just like keep
1: doing what they do. They rotate yeah, their big bodies. Do what you do. Rotate.
0: Yep. Get pressure. Make yep. problems. How do you beat that if you're McVeigh?
1: Run the ball. Yeah, probably. You play. You play a possession game. Yeah. Yeah. You, you take a couple. You, you you play a possession game and you try to catch them with some play action.
0: So where does that put this total then? If the Niners' offense looks like it looks last week and the Rams corrected still way down. forty
1: corrected forty six and too high at forty seven and a half.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I think probably a forty five yeah. is. Is yeah. fair. So, if, if that is the direction that McVay goes, this total probably is a bit high. And how that total loses is, like you said, play action hitting a deep ball. Yeah. Like they're going to have to hit some deep balls and play action. Otherwise, it's going to be matriculating. I like. A lot.
1: Yeah, I like the fact that you have four wide receivers on the field, uh, or not wide receivers, but four pass catching players on the field every single down for the Rams. Cam Akers brings an element of wheel route, which is my favorite, favorite running back route by far, as long as it's not Leonard Fournette who's running it. Um, the running back wheel is so fucking good. And Cam Akers does that perfectly. Um, I love the t- Tyler Higby, Odell Beckham Jr. And Cooper Cup at a minimum. Van Jefferson has been great as well. Like All of these guys are good game-breaking wide receivers. Um, And so you have to be respectful of that. And there are holes in the Niners defense. Surely the secondary in particular, they're going to be at quote unquote full strength. Um, But those guys are banged up. Um, They have a lot of guys who are coming in, who are playing, but are dealing with things. Um, Most of them are on the offensive side of the football, but surely the guys on the defensive, they played a lot of snaps last week uh, on the road. They, and again, like as I look at the Niners in general, if they give you a team level performance that is above median expectation, like I might never really reference travel again in my life. <laughs> like, like, like this is, we can just if, travel if, if every it week. doesn't matter, if it doesn't matter here, is it ever, uh, or did the Niners just the only team that truly fucking solved it? Because this is now going to be their seventh game in a row in nine weeks, fourth consecutive road game and a win here would be something that had never been accomplished to this point in NFL history, team winning four consecutive road games um, and against high quality opponents, uh, you know, to, to beat the, the Rams, Cowboys, Packers, Rams, you know, those were, we considered those the three out of the four best teams in the NFC for the balance of the season. The market was sure that those were the four best teams for the balance of the season outside of the, uh, the Buccaneers. So, um, you know, it's, it's, uh, I I will be, like I will just have to tip my hat to the Niners if they come out and give you a full heart perform. I will be, and I and I will actually kind of kick myself for not getting more involved that's in the Rams true. if the Niners no show, which is just entirely possible. Considering that's the how thing, hard this so here,
0: I think people are going to be so anchored to that final game of the season too that if the Niners no show in the second half. There's going to be value on the Rams' second half. All, you know, people are going to want to oh, bet sure. the Niners. Oh, they oh did, they just you, mean did it, you mean if it's
1: 17-0 at halftime, people would be like, oh, here I, we go. Yeah, here even, comes GBG, like, coming back like 13,
0: again. 13-3, you know, like a 10-7, 13-point yeah. lead. Like This team has done it before. This has been such a good team. They did it against the Packers. You know, that wasn't a big lead, but they, they had a nice second half. Well, here's the thing. The Packers special teams aren't walking through the door in the sofi <laughs> this weekend. You're not going to get the benefit of 10 free points, essentially, 10 net free points. And you have some problems. I don't know if you saw the injury report. If you want to flip to the other side of the ball. Yeah, go for it. But Elijah and Trent did not practice today. Debo did, but Debo's just a gamer. Like that guy would literally, like a part of him would have to fall off for did the catches go by? Scared the hell out of me. Um, Debo is he's, he's, t-
1: he's typing now. Typing on the keyboard. That's just weird. Yeah. Debo is going to play. I agree with you. Yeah. Um, Trent Williams. He... So,
0: and this is a good point from one of our friends. And I wish I could remember which one. Because we have two offensive linemen friends. I don't yeah. remember who said it. But if it was Jacob or Eric. But he said it's an ankle injury for Trent Williams. He said offensive linemen don't need ankles like <laughs> that thing that thing could be taped you know you could put 3 inches of tape just completely immobilize it and he's he he should play but if he's if he's less than 100% that's a big problem especially against uh, uh i mean it's a team that can get pressure off both edges which i mean how many teams are there that can get pressure off both edges like let's not say superstars but like two good defensive ends
1: uh there's not very many
0: you know, like, I'd say, like, 8 to 10.
1: I was going to go, like, 6.
0: I, I think there's more than you think. Like, I'm, I'm not trying. saying great. I'm saying good. Like, two that two that are – Yeah.
1: I mean, shit. Not the Packers – How many pa- How many third downs did the Packers sack Jimmy G last week? Yeah. It felt like – <laughs> It well, felt like so that's many. That's where I'm
0: going because yeah. your number was smaller than mine. But how many have two decent defensive ends and then the best defensive tackle of a generation in between them? Like, I don't know what you, I don't know what you do. If Trent Williams is struggling and your starting running back is hurt and Jimmy G is ineffective. Like that's a, it's a recipe for you to be mad about your hedge.
1: Okay. <laughs> like, yeah.
0: so like, You'll like, <laughs> yeah. like, get mad about whatever happens. I think, but it'll be 24, nothing at half and like, Oh my God, right. you can remember that.
1: I'm going to talk to my, uh, Talk to my silent partners and we're gonna figure out something. Probably gonna let it ride though. Ultimately. Unless it gets you know, if there's a seventeen to nothing opportunity, um, maybe bet a little uh bet a little live Niners at that point to come back and make it a game. Uh but yeah, Jimmy G's shoulder finger, a problem. Eli Mitchell, a problem. Debo Samuel and Greg Kittle. George Kittle, excuse me, Debo Samuel and George Kittle uh, limped off the field uh, at the end of that game against the Packers. Those guys aren't 100%. Um, the attrition of the travel and the intensity of that game, I think, are ultimately going to matter in some way, shape, or form. I bet more. I bet it's more than 50-50, really. It's kind of where I'm at on that. Um, 60-40, it matters that they've traveled as much as they have. I don't know. Um, hey, here's the thing. Like It says uh, – Rams
0: up by 17 or Jimmy G coming back from 17 down, which is more repeatable.
1: Rams getting up 17 is more repeatable. Jimmy G coming back from that deficit again.
0: Yeah. I still don't see a blow on I don't think this ends up in a so similar fashion to that first half.
1: The argument against the Ram being bullish Rams really is that uh, McVeigh is not coaching as aggressively in the playoffs as you would hope, considering what he's got going offensively. Um, You know, it's I don't blame McVay for letting the Buccaneers back into that game. That was mostly just fluky ass uh, turnover stuff that really got us there. Um, I think that game should have been closer. Like
0: nothing Nothing went right for the Buccaneers. Like the drops, the penalties, the kicks, everything went like that. Was, was there a kick out of bounds? If I remember right, after the field like
1: uh, there was. I don't know. There was the snap there over was, the head. Every, there was the can makers fumbles. Wrong. fumble at the goal line. Fumble on the game clinching drive. You know, all of that stuff was absolutely bananas. Yeah, I mean that the sequence was insane. All three yeah, that, games. That <laughs> all three. Yeah. All three end of games the the blocked punt for the Niners, the fumbles for the Rams, the thirteen second, uh, yeah, the thirteen second drive for the Chiefs, yeah, all the, of it was instant.
0: The the first half was very very outlierish to me, and I really think like people can say, oh man, like the Bucks have so much offense, like it wasn't weird that they came back. Like I was actually surprised they came back against this defense. I'm surprised this defense has done this twice now with the Bucks. Didn't lose that game, at least, and the Niners late in the season. That's not that's not how. Uh, that, and I guess going forward, if you're a Rams fan, Rams backer, Rams better, whatever, you gotta hope McVay learned something because it's been a couple times now. Like that's coaching, that's playing conservative, and that's coaching. Uh, you can say like Tom Brady in that offense is something to reckon with. And yeah, that's a problem too. But with with those kind of leads. You can't play like that and expect to not have teams get back into the games. The Niners one was a little flukier, I believe, but uh Stafford, Stafford, I think, threw two picks against the Niners both times already. I don't know if that's not something that's repeatable or predictive, but it's still a good it's still a good defense at times.
1: What have you thought of Stafford's play in the playoffs so far?
0: Better than I thought, but not as good as he could be. I've seen him play clean games this year. I've seen him play very clean games. Mm -hmm. Then he had that stretch towards the end of the season where he was throwing, I think he threw eight picks in four games. It's like, well, this this is Detroit. Head hung low, Matthew Stafford. Playing with injuries, Matthew Stafford. Like, just playing without weapons, Matthew Stafford. This isn't the kind of, you know, this isn't Detroit where you don't have someone to throw to. You don't have a viable coaching staff. Like you have all these weapons. You need to make better decisions out there. That's on a lot of it's on him. And like I said, some of not every interception is a quarterback's fault, but he's throw he'd thrown a lot of interceptable balls in those in those games and ish. I I mean I've seen some ish from Matthew Stafford, and I think the playoffs have been you know, if you had to give it a grade, it's like a B. It's been above sure. average.
1: He uh he has not gone more than two consecutive games without a pick so far this season. <laughs> uh that is his that is his high water mark is two. He led the league,
0: games, didn't he? You know?
1: And uh in interceptions. I wouldn't yeah. be surprised. That he had a shitload down the line. I'm stage. I'm ninety percent sure um, he, he led the league. He's gone he two tight, weeks in a row
0: and yeah. tanny for a while.
1: It's gone two weeks in a row without one. Not that oh, that, that means anything,
0: itching. but throw throw. I'll tell you
1: what is seem, what does seem repeatable at least he's not getting sacked much. He did get sacked five times against the Niners in the final week of the season. Um, that was a lot of that. The past pass. The past pro really broke down in the second half of that game. And I'm going to pull up real quick, what the snaps looked like um, for some of the Rams in that one. Whitworth got 100%. Allen was there, Corbett, Edwards, and Havenstein. So they were at full strength um, for the duration of that game. I don't know. I don't know. I think if you can keep the sacks at around three or four, if you can keep the Stafford turnovers one or fewer, I think the Rams win this game. And thats the other
0: part of the injury report that we didn't get to yet is uh, Van Jefferson. I think is just resting that knee, but Noteboom did not practice today, and Whitworth was pretty limited. So
1: it looks like the safety wrap may be coming back, though. That's good.
0: He, yeah, I wouldn't, he got mind, some, I wouldn't mind
1: fewer Weddle snaps. He
0: got some work in, which that was a big problem for. I mean, that was part of the reason I took Arizona plus four said like if Kyler's on today they're missing their safeties and
1: Kyler I'm going to have to rem- I can't hardly remember that game was Kyler on <laughs> <laughs> He was think, he acted think, like he was on mushrooms if that's what I asking. I think I've
0: erased that one from my memory <laughs> Kyler was not on you can't take advantage of the uh two safeties missing when you play like it's the first time you've ever touched a football in your life yeah. So yeah getting getting wrapped back that's a concussion though so i think he'd have to clear protocol oh, okay. which might be more i
1: don't know it depends
0: on depends how much you pay your doctors
1: slightly more challenging okay which, Depends how much you pay your doctors <laughs> yeah that's how that works for sure um i mean that's not how it not, doesn't work uh okay all right well i think we covered that fairly um do you have a do you have a uh, player prop that you especially love with Somebody
0: joked about Stafford over over 0. 0.5 interceptions. Um <laughs> this is this is something. Jimmy G most passing yards because the the floors for the AFC quarterbacks are so high. 15 to one. Like
1: does I think he have I saw a, an
0: 85
1: to one or something? Like I've, I've seen did you
0: see that? Or was that Niners highest scoring team?
1: Mm-mm. There was there's no, been was some two, ones. It was a Jimmy G prop and Mahomes was like minus four. Maybe that was cumulative over the entire playoffs or something. That, um, that could be. Yeah.
0: But um yeah, that's uh I don't know if I see a situation because you need you need that's like a parlay of basically you're betting the under in the Bengals game and mm. the and the, the team total over the alt team total overs for the uh Niners.
1: Let me throw out some fun ones for you and then we'll wrap okay. up this pod, right? Hit me with it. More receptions. Tyreek Hill or Jamar Chase.
0: Uh, they've used Chase a lot short, like he's been in the in the playoffs. I think uh I think that's been a real thing, but Tyreek across the middle is unstoppable right now. I think that I think probably give it to Tyreek.
1: Okay. More what was the juice on that?
0: Are these hypothetical?
1: I'm just making these up. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Um, More receptions, Cooper Cup or um, uh, Travis Kelsey?
0: Man, Kelsey's healthy. I just gave I just gave Reek. I have to. I can't. Those are highly negatively correlated, so I have to go Cup.
1: Okay. Uh, More rushing yards, Pat Mahomes or Debo Samuel? Did you see Debo's prop? It's it's, half, it's like right? forty something. Yeah, it's a big number. So
0: like, I'm gonna give it to Debo because I think if anybody watched game film from last week, I said we have to do something about that because third downs are a real kick in the cock when our coverage <laughs> is great <laughs> and our pass rush is getting there, and he scampers for 15 yards anyway. Yeah, Holmes uh, led all players in rushing last week. I thought you were goofing with me, Kevin, but. Like Acres had a bad day. Nobody in Green Bay had a good day.
1: Josh Allen ran a lot. Of- Josh <laughs> Allen, those- yeah, Josh oh. Allen
0: might have been second or third.
1: Huh. That's Holy nutty. Shit. Um, I believe I don't
0: I don't doubt you, Kev.
1: I don't doubt it either. Um all right. Uh, how about uh longest field goal? Uh
0: over 40 and a half.
1: Well, I was gonna say give you a couple guys. Okay. Uh we got uh, Robbie Gold or uh, Evan McPherson.
0: Evan McPherson, I think they should do a playoff rookie of the year. It's that guy's been cash, but he's a rookie. <laughs> if anybody gets nervous, it's, can you imagine? And he's had some kicks, high pressure kicks, and he's made them. Man, you imagine being a rookie kicker winning it to go to the Super Bowl kind of kick? I'd throw up. I would throw up all over. My head. <sighs> yeah, I'm
1: getting. <gonna> <laughs> 24. i have a tummy ache just thinking about it um i'm not very
0: good at kicking you ever tried kicking a field goal
1: <clears throat> andy pat mahomes uh was the top rusher last year uh how many yards did he beat josh allen by last year no uh last week sorry last week pat mahomes 15? was your week your week's top rusher 15
0: ish Oh, really it was mahomes, that close one and 2.
1: Mahomes was 7 for 69. Josh Allen was 11 for 68.
0: That is nuts. Matt, yeah, Matt Gay is not going to be the longest Amazing. field goal kicker despite being indoors. We'll see if that injury comes through. That'll be interesting, this too. This goes
1: to show that running backs don't matter because number three was Dante Foreman, number four was Derrick Henry, number five was Clyde Edwards Alaire. How about that?
0: Yeah. Um, we didn't touch on that angle, but yeah, I wonder about Matt Gay's injury. He is not going to be able to make 50-yard field goals this week.
1: Yeah, the Matt injury. I,
0: I, I'm actually, if I'm a Rams backer, I don't mind okay it.
1: that because you think that well, means pinning them deep with punts instead of going for long field goals?
0: Fourth and four, and it's like 50-yard field goal? That's True. a go. They'll probably no, run, cause it's
1: McVay. not McVeigh. Yeah, they're that's gonna some try some to pin him at the one. Yeah. yeah, the punter is good. I mean, the, the Rams punter is good. Yeah, as uh, Johnny that's Hecker, some right? lip balm on here. Johnny Hecker over under 0.5 players to attempt uh, over under two and a half players to attempt to pass in Rams Niners.
0: Oh, Debo threw a touchdown pass already. And the... is it Hecker that's the punter still? Hacker's is one of the best passing punters in the league. Over two and a half, you got to give me plus money on that, but I'm going to bet it.
1: <laughs> over two and a half players attempt to pass. Okay, All right, I like it. I That's what
0: like I love. Every every Super Bowl, I <laughs> I usually go find that one.
1: Two point conversion. Two point conversion. Attempted yes or made. no? Yes, no. Converted. Two point converted. Yes, no. In either yes. game.
0: Yes. I love the short. I love the short yes. game from a few of these teams.
1: Safety. Yes, no. In either game. No. Okay. Oh man, um, good
0: point, guys. OBJ. A couple people. Sam and Sam OBJ and OBJ to Cooper Cup. Jule. OBJ
1: to Cam Akers. Yeah. OBJ hit Cam Akers in the Cardinals game, right? He's got a nice arm. He he threw a dime to Cam Akers yeah. in the Cardinals game, I think. Um, all right. Uh let me any guys, see if I got any other fun ones. Uh
0: I'm getting jacked up for Super Bowl props now.
1: <laughs> I know I'm trying to get us into the uh, can you imagine putting uh, the, the Super Bowl props
0: uh, and the Olympics so close to each other? It's like a million things to look into.
1: Yeah. I'm gonna need a to take a week
0: off. I might call yeah. in. I'm gonna take a week off work. It's a lot, yeah. Uh
1: the um that's a good I've one never for before. Before. uh biggest winning margin over under 14 and a half. If
0: you That's a pretty good line, isn't it? Mm -hmm. I'm going to say under.
1: Okay, so you think we get two competitive games? I like it.
0: No, I I mean, I just think that the Bengals backdoor that lose by 10.
1: Mm, Okay. Um, I feel like that's like a 41-17 kind of game. Or make it 42-17, and we can all talk about for for two weeks how the Chiefs scored 42 three weeks in a row.
0: That would be something. 69
1: again. Yep. it's <laughs> a
0: shitload of points.
1: Forty-two think, is a lot.
0: <laughs> I don't think the league likes defense anymore. Remember when you used to say defense wins championships?
1: I no, I that doesn't sound familiar. No, right.
0: I I didn't say I'm saying it, it used to be a thing. That was a <laughs> that was an axiom that people would uh all
1: right. Well uh have fun watching conference championship weekend. Good luck to you as you bet in Tory Pines and Melbourne and Prep your Winter Olympics handicap. and Dubai, and Dubai, and all of the above. Um, what are the tennis tournaments that are going? Are aren't
0: there the you know, all, all the losers go to this other tournament because
1: you know, yeah, they, they
0: lost out? What is it right now? I'm trying isn't to
1: isn't it? Right it isn't it an iHeart? It's an iHeart in uh, in France, Quimper.
0: Oh, there's Quimper and there's Santa Cruz.
1: <laughs> I'm gonna, I, I would love to know. I feel like we're not saying from, Quimper from right. Food knobs sp- frog, how incorrectly we pronounced Quimper. Quimper.
0: <laughs> quimper. I feel like giving it the hard Midwestern R as
1: Quimper right, stuff.
0: Um and Columbus, too. Columbus it's has
1: probably, a it's probably Kimpier. Kimpier. Kimpair. Kimpair. Kim-P-A. Kim-P-A. Good job, Kim-P-A. chat. Kim-P-A. Um Kim-P-A. hey,
0: thumbs up, thumbs up from the chat. I would like you to guys to Hit the thumbs up in the YouTube channel. That helps get this out. You know what? It's it gets the signal out to other people, and then they might join you, and then you can grow your Discord channel.
1: That's right. Which has
0: been fun. I check in. Oh, always, you do. Nice. lurking.
1: Um. The uh. Did you know the uh, South American clay swing starts early now? They added. They added one on the front end. Santa Is Cruz, Bolivia. Back? Santa Cruz, Bolivia. I'm looking that's at that. That's, be, a that's gotta be at a, That's gotta be at elevation. Yeah, it's a challenger level, but it's still it's a it's a clay clay event going on now in the month of January. Yeah. Nine likes,
0: guys. Come on.
1: Jesus Do better Christ, than that. Hit the, hit, the, hit the thumbs up. And
0: uh, yeah, uh, so they're bringing keto back. Is that it?
1: Oh, is that? Oh, they are. No,
0: I doubt that. Nobody liked that. Uh, One man. They, liked that
1: they did. They did. Uh... Hang on. Nah, we'll to we'll, go, yeah, we'll figure this out gonna, we're not going to Google nobody get, nobody else gives a shit about Victor Estrella Burgos the king of the king keto, of keto.
0: <laughs> see you guys
1: only well, we got nine likes so we don't get to do the trailer today that's, uh, that's a shame
0: oh yeah we should punish no
1: king shaming hey how about them Miami Heat Andy
0: I have Central Florida plus four.